0: Deep in my heart, I believe that we do not need to save the earth. No. What we need to do is fall in love with the earth, fall back in love with the earth daily, by the hour. And then, when we do that, we will not be able to prevent ourselves from taking the steps that will mean the natural world will flourish along with human beings and all the other beings uh, on this Planet and all the other entities, including mountains like the ones right behind me, and trees, and rivers, and oceans, and all of it. So, we don't need to save the world, we need to fall in love with the world. Now, <laughs> listening to a subject like this means that you are listening to Poetry, Passion, and Pleasure, a podcast with your host, Dale Byron. And uh, this is where we weekly delve into poetry that is practical, uh, meant for everyday use, so that we can live our lives in more full, in more emotional, in more complete ways. So let's jump right in uh, today. It seems to me that there are two ways or two things we need to do. I've already mentioned one. We need to fall in love with the world again, over and over. And the second project is that we need to protest those things which we feel deep in our heart, deep in our bodies, that um, would be better if they changed and moved toward a more pro-human, pro-natural world, pro-sentient being, um pro-social there's a lot of ways we could say it but um so to praise on one hand and fall in love and to protest on the other now it just so happens it just so happens that poetry is an amazing resource for those two projects for praising the world falling in love with the world and for uh protesting um in a um mm, heartfelt, headfelt, um holistic way. And I've got two poems this week for this episode that I think fall into those categories. Let's um let's do the protest poem first. There's a poem by W.S. Merwin, who we lost just a few years ago. An amazing poet. I love his work, look it up, find his work, buy his books, you know, the whole the whole thing. And this is a poem that he wrote um, and he called it for a coming extinction. And this is the kind of protest that comes in a poetic form that I think um, for me, I'm a little biased, but for me is a very effective way to protest goes like this for a coming extinction by ws merwin gray whale gray whale now that we are sending you to the end now that we are sending you to the end that great god tell him that we who follow you invented forgiveness and forgive nothing Boy, he dumps us right into the deep end of the pool, doesn't he? Um, there, there he's um, obviously speaking about an extinction of the gray whale. And he's doing it in a way that is not the typical kind of language or the way that uh, it is typically done. He said it like this again, first stanza. Gray whale, gray whale, now that we are sending you to the end to the end of yourself, to the end of a species. Gray whale, now that we are sending you to the end, that great God, that great God, tell him that we who follow you invented forgiveness and forgive nothing. I write as though you could understand and I could say it. One must always pretend something among the dying. When you have left the seas, nodding on their stalks, empty of you, empty of you, empty of you. Tell him that we were made on another day. The bewilderment will diminish like an echo, winding along your inner mountains, unheard by us and find its way out, leaving behind it the future, dead and ours. When you will not see again, when you will not see again the whale calves trying the light, consider what you will find in the black garden and its court, the sea cows, the great ox, the gorillas, The irreplaceable hosts ranged countless and foreordaining as stars our sacrifices. Join your words to theirs. Tell him, tell him that it is we who are important. See, you could write, a prose piece to be a fine essay on the hubris of the idea that humans are somehow above it all you could write an essay you could write an amazing group of essays that talk about uh, how human beings have insisted on being um, special and above and separate from the natural world separate from the gray whale separate and superior to the great ox the gorillas and again the gray whale you could write an essay about that but it would be hard to use the images and to have words hit home Remember, we said two great projects, protest and praise. Protest, what we feel could be changed in order to make this world more uh, inviting, more um, supporting of all beings, of all creatures, and... uh, of all the natural world. I love it. This poet speaking, W.S. Merwin, um, talking to the whale and suggesting that this is how you might talk to God about what's happened. When you will not see again the whale calves trying the light Consider what you will find in the black garden and its court. The sea cows, the great ox, the gorillas, the irreplaceable hosts ranged countless and foreordaining as stars our sacrifices. Join your words to theirs. Join your words to theirs. Tell him that it is we who are Important. In my mind, a brilliant poem of protest, not shrill, but devastatingly on point. Okay. Um. Let's let's shift to the other uh, great project that I think. Uh, those of us who love the natural world um, must be part of, and that is praising and falling in love with all of the incredible wonderment, mystery, unfathomable. I mean, look at that landscape behind me if you're looking on youtube and if you're not on youtube if you're listening on one of the other audio platforms it it is a beautiful gorgeous mountain with redwood trees in front of it and it is uh, in the yosemite national park and it is just such a delicious view so and if you're seeing it then you're i think you're understanding what i'm saying Let's talk about praise. Let's talk about a poet named James Wright, who wrote a poem um, some years ago uh, called A Blessing. And I hope this poem will um, speak to you. And I hope that it uh, speaks to you in a way that um, might go in your stack of poems for when you want to begin to reenchant yourself, to reenchant ourselves to fall in love, to praise, to fall in love with all that is the natural world, including all the beings, including the mountains, including the rivers, including the soil, (laughs) including all of it. This is a poem called A Blessing, again by James Wright. Just off the highway, just off the highway, is how the poem starts. Just off the highway to Rochester, Minnesota, twilight bounds softly forth on the grass. getting the scene. And the eyes of those two Indian ponies darken with kindness. They have come gladly out of the willows to welcome my friend and me. So we see, you know, uh, the setting is they're driving uh, on the highway to Rochester, Minnesota and it's uh, almost dark and they happen to see these two indian ponies out in a a field and um, he talks about the the eyes of the pony Uh, the eyes of the ponies darken with kindness they have come gladly out of the willows to welcome my friend and me We step over the barbed wire into the pasture where they have been grazing all day alone. They ripple tensely. They can hardly contain their happiness that we have come, that we have come. They bow shyly as wet swans. They love each other. There is no loneliness. Like theirs. At home once more, they begin munching the young tufts of spring in the darkness. I would like to hold the slenderer one in my arms, for she has walked over to me and nuzzled my left hand. She is black and white. Her mane falls wild on her forehead, and the light breeze moves me to caress her long ear that is delicate as the skin over a girl's wrist. Suddenly, I realize that if I stepped out of my body, that if I stepped out of my body, I would break into blossom such a poem of amazing praise of amazing description of amazing um, metaphors and you can feel just the the bursting joy (laughs) of the protagonist in the poem and just the great um, mystery of this scene two travelers stopped on the side of the road seeing two ponies stepping into the field stepping over the barbed wire fence stepping into the field as the ponies come toward them and witnessing It all. The protagonist in the poem says, I would like to hold the slenderer one in my arms, for she has walked over to me and nuzzled my left hand. She is black and white. Her mane falls wild on her forehead, and the light breeze moves me to caress her long ear that is delicate as the skin over a girl's wrist. Suddenly I realize, suddenly I realize that if I stepped out of my body, I would break into blossom. Suddenly I realized that if I stepped out of my body, I would break in to blossom. The natural world of which we are embedded, we are not separate from, we are not above, we are not better than, we are not smarter than. We are embedded. We're not even part Because as soon as you say part, that separates. We are the natural world. And yet, to be confused as a human being is to step out of what is natural. To step out of what is natural and to begin to delude our human selves that we are better than, above, different than, separate from amazing, beautiful, mysterious, beyond all (laughs) description. Well, we keep trying with poetry and other ways, but beyond all description in language is the great isness, the natural world that we are embedded in. I believe that the two great projects of human beings at this time is to praise and continually fall in love, surround ourselves in such a way that we fall in love with the natural world, because as we were talking about, we don't need to save the natural world. We simply need to fall in love, back in love, in love daily, by the minute, by the hour, by the day with the natural world. And if we do that, all this business of separation, all this hubris of separation, of difference, of being above, of being superior, of calling what is behind me uh, natural resources, (laughs) if we can... Uh, do that if we can fall in love continually with the natural world and of course and use our intellect use our emotions use our language use our uh, bodies and actions to protest those things which we feel if we could change certain things that we would step into this joyful embeddedness this joyfulness of the natural world that's what these two poems are about. One is of protest, beautifully done, I think, and one is of praise. Absolutely amazing. I file this poem, the second one, a blessing by James Wright. I file it under the heading of let's fall in love with the non-human world, with the critters, with the mountains, with the rivers, with the ponies. Gary Snyder, that amazing poet, naturalist, and many other things said, nature is not a place to visit. It is home. The natural world is home. Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap on this uh, edition of the Pipe. As I always say, I so appreciate your listening ear. You know, if you do, if you're watching on YouTube, do a like, do a comment, email me, send this to somebody else that you think that might enjoy it. It's just all about spreading the word. It's just about spreading the word. So, um, yes, that's a wrap. So. Until, uh, as I also always like to say, until next time and next poems, please, please take good care of yourself. Thank you.